On Racing HQ, Monday's Experts, studying the form of racing's characters. Monday's Experts, hey, they've always got the good oil. Pity you can't put a bet on at the finish of a race. It is, of course, time for one of my favourite segments of the week, Monday's Experts, and like I always say, it's an opportunity for us to find out the story behind the name. And, uh, well, the last name, uh, Rob, we've had in form guides for, for many Of course, uh, we've seen Rodney Rob travel around central parts of New South Wales and to the, the big smoke and always have a good horse. Well, and Brett is continuing on the fair... And we're seeing him come to town with some nice horses and a, a fantastic season as our lead trainer. Wanted to chat with Brett, though, about what he enjoys and find out a little bit more about it. On the phone, I know it's been a busy morning for him, too, because he's on the Warren races. Brett, welcome to Monday. Morning, Dave. How are you, mate? Hey, good to talk to you. Uh, looking forward to this. Um, I've, I've got to... With, firstly, the weekend, uh, we'll sort of backtrack through this, but what was, was that for you to come to Sydney with a live charm and a seriously nice horse and gallant star? Yeah, no, he's a really nice horse, Dave. Um, yeah, as I said, he, his wins out at Dubbo were very good. He'd done them, done them with a fair bit in hand, so we thought we'd take him down and give him a go, and I thought he was, um, he was pretty impressive, you know, so... Uh, we left him down there at Steve Adams. We thought we'd give him a month off um, and bring him back and hopefully he improves a bit and um, I might take him down and try and win a highway with him. So you want to try and win a highway? You, you think he's that good of a horse? Yeah, I do. Yep, I do. Yep. Yeah. Tell me about where you grew up, mate. Where where did it all begin? Um, well, out at, out at Ningen. I grew up out there. I was... Um, I feel like I started breaking dragging horses in for me old man when I was about 13, um, riding a lot of young ones and done that for three or four years and I, I finished school so I, he, he sent me up to one of his um, good friends up the back of, out the back of Queensland there at Durham Downs to Johnny Ferguson. I went up there for three years on a big cattle place and um, well, he, had, he had three or four racehorses in work as well so I never never sort of got fully away from it, you know, but mm. yeah, I went up there for three years and I thought, oh, well, I'll I'll come home and, and give the old man a bit of a hand and I was still breaking breaking in and shoeing horses and that for him and look, I got a job on the railway as well, I stayed on the railway for about nine years um, but still still breaking in and going to the races with Dad and that over the weekends and that and then yeah, the old man he was, he was getting a bit older and getting a bit over it so I, he said why don't why don't you get your, take your trains license out and have a go, have a go? and I said well yeah right I was at that time, I said, oh, well, I'm doing doing a lot of it anyway. It can't be that hard. But, so, yeah, I went and got my licence, and he he um, he come down and give give the London camp in Dubbo a bit of a hand for four months to let me find my own feet. And um, yeah, I'd done that for about four, well, four, four or five months. And yeah, he he come back out there for a couple of months, and that's when when COVID hit, and sort of yeah, well, we used to chase a lot of the picnics and the the non tabbers around and. When the COVID hit, that they called a lot of their meetings off, you know. So it was a bit hard. I was, every time I was getting in the truck of a weekend, I was going either to Dubbo or, or through there, you know. And yeah, I was, I was sick of the sick of the travelling, you know. I was talking to Cody um, Nestor, and he handed his um his he had fourteen boxes out at the farm there at Dubbo, uh, where, where Peter Nestor used to be as well. And 
he said, what? Because I was getting sick of the travelling. He said, why don't you come down here and give it a go, you know? And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, righto. So, yeah, I threw. I had about 10 or 12 horses in work, and I, I brung them down there, me and me and Matty. We um, started off there, just, just us two, you know, with 10 or 12 horses in work. Yeah, yeah we, we, we went from there. We ended up getting, you know, offered more horses and, and, and better class of horses. So, um, we thought, yeah, we, we might try and get some more boxes, and there was 18 boxes at the track come up, so we, we took them on and, um, yeah, we, we filled them up pretty quick and went from there. And then um, and then uh, Cody finished up at, at Dubbo and, and one of my owners who's been very good, David Ringland, he's been a good supporter and, and, and been very, very good to me since I've been at in Dubbo. I don't think I'd be where I am now without him. You know, he's very, very helpful. Um he came to me and said, if I, I buy this place over here, will you, would you move in there and, and fill them up? And I said, oh, I had to think about it for a couple of weeks. And anyway, I thought I thought I was mad to knock it back. You know, it's a good setup. You're living well with the horses. Mm. Um, I have to make it easier. So, yeah, we, we, we jumped at it. And, yeah, that's where we are now. Do you remember your first time with being around the horse? Obviously, you know, with the old man being involved with the game, is there anything vividly that sticks out, you know, that... The first time you can really remember, obviously he would have had you working around the stables and whatnot. Um, no, I was sort of yeah, I was always on a horse for as long as I can remember, Dave. And um, well, Mum always told me she reckons I was I was canter and before I was three. Um, <laughs> I I can't remember that, but Mum always said that. Um, yeah, but I um what, yeah, I was sort of you... around my whole life. You know, I went right through pony club. You know, yeah. And, Done state sporting, state show jumping. Went to the Sydney Royal with the show jumping. You know, so jeez, um, yeah, been been around it, found it all, all my life. You know, what 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 do you love most about the animal? Um, I'm not sure. I just yeah, I don't know. I just enjoy being around them. Yeah, um, I used to used to enjoy mucking around with 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 the bad ones. You know, I remember. When Dad'd go to the races, he'd, he'd come over. He'd always come over with an extra one, and he'd say, "Here, got this one. They, they, this one's bucking, or this one's doing this, this one's doing that." So I, I mucked around with a lot of, a lot of, a lot of bad horses, you know. And um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It was just yeah, it was interesting. What? what so you so say you like the, the the challenge of it, or you I like think, the fact you know that, that you can you can take a horse and iron out a few creases and and maybe get a, you know potential out of it? Yeah, I don't know. I just. Got a bit of a kick, you know. They, they they sent me a horse where they, you know, they couldn't do anything. Say so they couldn't do on the horse and horse like say Thamosi, you know, they it was a pretty bad horse. And I got a bit of a kick out of him winning a few races. They ended up being a good horse, one of Dad's horses, you know. And yeah. he was a very hard horse to, to handle. And yeah, I used to get a bit of a kick out of him winning races, you know, horses like that. So you you're obviously uh, quite talented in the saddle too. I mean, to go and and represent your areas and whatnot and come into the shows and whatnot. Uh, was that something growing up as a kid? Was it always? It was always just going to be horses, but it was a matter of just picking which path you wanted to go. Yeah, I think so. I think. Oh well, I just you know I watched the old man all my life. You know, and I, um, he 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 said he said to me one day, so I think you should have a go. You know, you you know you're doing everything right. I think you should go and go and do it. It's it's a lot different to to, to be in a form and to go and train. And I know that's a big step. I didn't think it was such a big step as it is, but. Um, yeah, I, I sort of, sort of got got out of the show jumping that by the time I was fifteen or sixteen, you know, and um, yeah, I thought thought racehorses would me go. I think. Mm. What about that time and that property you mentioned up in um, Western Queensland? What, what tell us a little bit about that? 
Um, yeah, that was fun. Really enjoyed that. It was. Um, how how old were you, by the way? Were you young? I went, I went up there when I was fifteen. Fifteen. Oh, so you on a, you just would have had a ball then? Would have been hard, hard work, but yeah, you would have had a ball. It was, yeah, I I did have a lot of fun. Like you, I think the first we got there, and I think we were out at camp for nine weeks straight, and we got a half a day off to do our washing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I didn't sort of see it as a job. We had fun, you know. You were chasing wild cattle and wild horses, running bumbies and all that sort of thing. I didn't sort of see it as a job, you know. It was just good fun for me. And, mm. um, I I still remember before I went up there, an old trainer Gary Bignall told me because he he'd done a bit up there, and he said, "You want to." Don't get up there, big note, and tell them you can ride a horse. He said, because I'll, I'll put you on their worst horse. And I said, yeah, right. I said, that's what I did. I, I got up there, and old, old Johnny Ferguson, he was the manager, and he said, can you ride a horse? I said, no, nah, no. Nah. He said, oh, you, you you should be able to ride a horse. You come from a horsey family. I said, no, nah, no, nah, I never was really into it, you know. And anyway, so I was out there for about a week, and, and all the cattle broke away, running down the channels, and I, I, I dropped my hat. And so I... I swung around the so I keep going, I'm never going to find this, that in the lignum and all that up there. So I, I swung around and I, I, I let down beside the horse while I was canning along and I picked my hat up and kept going and old, old Johnny Ferguson, I looked up and he was about 100 metres away looking at me. <laughs> and um, he got straight on the two ways that I thought you told me you couldn't ride all. So <laughs> we, got, we got them cattle in the yards and three or four days later we went out to muck muster this whole paddock, whole horse paddock just to get this one horse out of it. And um, yeah, the horse had a pretty bad name for throwing people with that, and, and that was my horse for telling lies. <laughs> in that time, so reflecting on it now as a young bloke, I mean, in these days, uh, you know, you you get you get a few young blokes out there that um, you know ha- haven't experienced what you've experienced, and probably they should be going and doing that sort of stuff. What things did you pick up or learn as a young bloke going up there and and, and spending your time there for a period? Oh. Well, I was my head stockman up there, Brendan Richardson. He was a very good horseman. He he was a jockey in his younger days too, and he was a very good stockman and a very good horseman too. I rate him as one of the best horsemen I know. Um, and I learned a lot off him, a lot of you know, just out of the racehorse side of things as well. You know, a lot about you know camp horses and stuff like that. And I think I learned a lot about handling bad horses up there as well. Um, and I, I think that helped me when I come back. Back to Ningen and, and mucking around with you know your your, your rougher race horses and that sort of thing. But yeah, I, I I did learn a lot up there about about bad horses. You know, um, I think I think it helped me a lot. And and obviously have, having stock sense as well. Um, yeah. What about so we jump now to the railways? You mentioned the railways before. How, how did that come about? And what did you do for the railways, mate? Before you started, you know, training in your own name, etc. Oh, I was just on a maintenance screw there. It was just. It was, you know, eight, eight, eight to four. You know, it was good, good hours and um, good, good money, and it still allowed me to, um, to do my breakers and muck around with my racehorse on the weekend. You know, um, yeah. And like dad, dad sort of didn't have as many horses then. He had his apprentices and that, but when he, mm. when he got a few horses in, more horses in, that was when I, I come in and, and give him a hand and, and quit the railway. You know. Yeah. And that was sort of from him. I mean, was when you when you joined the railway, was there, you know, obviously that was not part of the plan, but it was just, you know, what you decided to do at that time. And then, as you said, the old man then said at a, at a certain point, right, yeah. let, you let jump back in here and away you go. Yeah, well, that's, oh, well oh, I remember that. Well, when Dad first started, he was on the railway too. He he done about five or six years on the railway too. So mm. it was just sort of kept the money coming in while, you know, 
he didn't have as many horses in, you know. Um, mm. And then that's, that's what Dad said. When you, when you get too busy, you can't, he, he had to give the railway away as well. So. This horse you got, Gallant Star, and you've got some other nice horses too. I really like that horse you got, um, Dalavin, which won the other day as well. But you, you mentioned, you know, that you like working with horses that, you know, um, uh, are not showing their full potential. You can work on them. You can iron out a few creases. What about, though, when you get a horse like a Gallant Star, which doesn't... Um, I mean, I'm sure he does things wrong that we don't know about, but he looks like a jet. He must be just a pleasure to train. He is, mate. He's just... And I, I remember saying to David when he bought him, I had him in for about oh, eight or ten weeks, and he, he came to see me. He said, how's he going? I said, I, I can't find anything wrong with him. You know, I'm a bit worried. You know, he just does everything right. <laughs> You're thinking to yourself, well, hang on, where's the default? What's going yeah, on? And I, and, I, and I still haven't. I still haven't found anything. He just, he's such a, so professional horse, you know, he just, you walk him out of the box or you, around the stables, and you'd think he's a six or seven year old horse, you know, he just waltzes mm. around and there's no troubles, quiet to ride, quiet to handle, you know, he, he, he never leaves the grain in his feed bin, never had any sort of trouble like that. But when he, you know, when he goes on the racetrack, he, he just turns into a real racehorse, you know, I just think he's a very professional horse, professional racehorse. Yeah. I had a good chat with Kerry O'Keefe, one of his part owners, uh, last week, and Kerry said he had the ultimate gear change, and he did have some big rocks. He did, yeah. That, that was about <laughs> the only thing I can... Um, Pickupy just obviously likes being a gilding, I think. I still remember when they unloaded him off the transport truck, and I looked at him, he was just a big, strong, you know, big, strong horse, you know. He just waltzed off it like he'd been doing it for years, you know. Mm. Didn't, didn't look like a two-year-old, that's for sure. Were you nervous? Because I know Kerry sort of said this, and I know you did an article with Chris Roots last week uh, in the Herald about... The, the the price tag of him because obviously they went to to what thirty one something for him. I speak of Gallant Star and I mean I don't know of of the the horses you've got in your stable what they were purchased for, but he'd have to be one of well he would be up there with one of the mo- more expensive types that, that have come into the stable. Oh for sure yeah well when when David rang me he was going through all the, he, he went through about four or five with me and um he, he liked this one and I looked looked at his trials and I was like oh yeah you know he's well bred and that and he said, oh, what do you think we go for? I said, oh, look, I wouldn't go for any more than 20. You know, and he said, yeah, right, I said, I'll go for 20. I'm like, yeah, right, I. Even, even at that, I was, I was still a little bit nervous, you know. Um, and then I was, I was out actually riding a couple of breakers out at my farm, and I got off my horse and I had a missed call from him, and I rang him back, and I, I said, he goes, oh, we bought that horse. And I said, which one? He told me, Gallant Star. And I said, oh, right. I said, what what did you end up paying for him? He said, oh, 32. And I said, oh, geez, got a, got a bit nervous. I, I don't like paying any more than 20. From Audi, you know, um, mm. unless they're, they're they're pretty good, but um, I think twenty thousand dollars for a horse out, out here is enough. And when he paid thirty, I was like, oh, geez, I don't know about this, you know. <laughs> but no, after, after he'd been in the stable for a couple of months, I knew yeah. it was definitely worth it. And then when he came out and won won the goblet there at Dubbo, I was like, oh, geez, mate, he was worth every bit of it. I was talking to um, a couple of trainers uh, down south. I did a bit of a country tour and. It was around Kosciuszko time, and, and they sort of said, you know, look, obviously it's great to have these good horses in your stable, and you, you you want to fill everyone up with them. He said, but they can be a little bit sometimes tricky to train because they are so far ahead of others. So if you're looking to train them together or or do very, you sort of you have to not isolate them, but you just have to really trust your your judgment. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean, but I remember when we we're bringing this horse up. Well, you know, I'll try and keep the two-year-olds with the two-year-olds, you know, and I was putting him with the young horses. And Johnny Wilson, he's one of my main track work riders, and he's, he's done it nearly all his life, you know. And 
he's a good judge and he, he kept coming back and he goes, this is a good horse, no, this is a good horse, you're going to have to put him with something better. And I was like, yeah, righto. So anyway, I, I sent him out with, with Boom Boom Basil and, you know, Boom Boom Basil, he won a highway and um, was on the, the Monday before Boom Boom Basil went and won the highway at Rose Hill and I said, oh, because he, everything we put him with, he was, he was, you know, he could never, we wouldn't let him off the bridle, you know. And we, we put him with Boom Boom Basil and he still didn't come off the bridle. And I, was, I remember Johnny coming back and he goes, this is a city horse, no? This is a city horse. And I was like, yeah, right. And anyway, he wasn't, he wasn't wrong. I think he's, he was competitive, competitive down there, you know? Yeah, he was. Mate, he's, he's gone he's gone great for you. What about the strength of country racing? I know we talk about it a lot, um, you know, but you, you, there you go. You've got a horse that wins a silver goblet at Dubbo. And look, there's been silver goblet winners before that have gone on and, and been competitive elsewhere, but... That shows you can bring the horse to town off uh, country two-year-old form. Admittedly, yeah, there were some provincial horses in there and, and whatnot, but you, you shouldn't have any fear of of, tra- of having a horse train in the bush, and you can't. Uh, there's no ceiling, is there? No, no, that's right. Um, it definitely puts a lot of hype in the stable, you know. makes it makes it more fun to get out of bed, yeah, and, and work them, you know. Um, yeah, I actually when he. When he won the second race at Dubbo there, I had a yarn to, to, to Kerry and um, David. I said, look, this horse is probably probably worth worth a crack down there. And, you know, if you wanted to send him down to one of the bigger trainers and, and give him a crack, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm all for that. You know, do the right, want to do the right thing by the horse. But they were very good. They said, no, no, we bought him the race in the country, so we're going to leave him with you. So Yeah, that's fantastic, mate. What about other uh, away from him? Other horses you've got? Obviously, you know you're having success. Your your season thus far, as was pointed out by Chris, and also from having a chat to, um, to Ray Thomas from the Daily Telegraph. You know you you the leading country trainer. You've got a fantastic strike rate. What what have you got in work? I see. What have you got? Nearly sixty on the books. Yeah, yeah, around that. Yeah, we've got we've got a lot of young ones in at the moment. Um, not a great deal. It's, it's uh, race fit. Um, I like I like mucking around with my young ones and breaking my own horses in and educating them. You know, I think we we have mm. more luck that way. Um, yeah, we got we got a few nice ones. Obviously, Dalavin goes good. Doesn't doesn't handle going over the mountain. We've took him down to give him a couple of cracks down and, at a highway, and he doesn't doesn't go really good at all. But um, when you race him out in the country, he goes very good. Um, yeah, we've got a, got a few there. We've got um, Majority. She's back in work now. She goes very good for Paul Frampton. Um, what else? Yeah, no. And got all, all the magic there is. He's back in. He's um, he's going really good. Um, he'll mm. go around next week at, at Wellington. Um, he's um, probably one of my old favourites. I reckon he's a good old trial. And and what about the uh, the better half, mate? Um, obviously, Maddie, you touched on before your partner, Maddie Wright. No, no doubt a big asset to the stable, mate. But um, you know, it, it's the what do they say? Behind every good bloke, there's an even better woman. Yeah, no, she's um, been very good to me, Maddie. You know, like even when I was struggling out at Ningy, you know, I was I was half thinking about throwing the towel in, and if, if it wasn't for Maddie, you know, I, I probably wouldn't be here. You know, I was, I was thinking what about did, going back. Going back what to did Queensland. she? What did she say to you, mate? What was so? Tell, tell us about that. So you, you were were you just down on it because you couldn't get a good horse, or you were just what, what was it that wanted you? To, oh, what I, what I, was I, it that you wanted I, to throw the I, towel in? Well, I had I had a really bad virus in me stable. Goes through the stable when I first got my license and. Yeah, I was just I was in the truck going Saturday, Sunday through to Davo, and then during the week I was going back and seeing vets, you know, and it was just it was burning me out, you know. And 
Yeah, I just probably couldn't handle the pressure at the at, at that time. And yeah, and Maddie, Maddie, if it wasn't for Maddie, she um she kept me going. You know, I was I was thinking about going up back up Queensland for a couple of years, and and she said, "No, nah, come on, we've gone this far. Let's let's keep going. You know, and um let, let's let's go to Dubbo." And, yeah, as I said, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be going now, for sure. That's fantastic, mate. That is really, really good stuff. There you go, see? See, everything happens for a reason, mate. Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. You know, and obviously that opportunity that presents itself from Dave there at, at Dubbo. Al, I mean, obviously if you look back, if you had the piece of paper and you wrote down, right, oh, you, what you wanted to achieve and goals and whatnot, I'm tipping you probably ticked off a few of that in the past. What, what do you want to achieve now? I mean, you've obviously come to town, you've got a nice horse and Let's put your name up in lights, and you're only going to continue to get nice horses now. Uh, we see that, um, you know, one horse has a flowing effect. So what are you hoping to achieve in the next couple of years? Oh, I don't know. I, was, <laughs> I remember when we first came, we, we, we won the picnic championship with on a promise, you know, and that was a big, big thing. That was all I wanted to do. And um, I remember Maddie saying to me after about a week after that, she goes, "What? you know, what do you want to do now? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I've done all, done all I want to do. I've won the picnic championship, you know. Um, and then we come out and won the country championship, and then yeah, we won a won a highway, and uh, I don't know, I don't know, maybe maybe set one for the for the Cosy Oscar. I don't know, that'd be that'd be good. Would you be tempted to get this horse, Gallon Star, into the Cosy, or are you mindful that you've got a young horse with a uh, you know a lot lot to go in the future, and you don't want to obviously you know do anything that burns him out? That that was um it, that was a lot of talk about that. Dave, to get him ready for Cosy Oscar, but I thought, look, he's yeah, as you said, he's only a young horse. He's still got a lot to learn, and he's got plenty of time for that. I, I think. Um, I thought more not go for a highway, and then and then the country championships next mm. year. You know, that was yeah. I thought if if we went to the Cosy Oscar this year, I thought you'd be half a chance of getting him in. But I think you know you, you probably wouldn't have a horse at the end of it. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I really wanted to get. I wanted to try Boom Boom Basil. To um to get him in, I, I give him a bit of a let up after he won the highway down there. I thought he he was a half chance of getting into it too because he goes good and yeah he done himself a bit of an injury in the while he was out in the paddock so he um he, he's not going to get there now but um I won't get there this year um Dave but hopefully I might get one next year yeah and of course that country championship that'll creep up on us before you know it once you get through the spring and that sort of part in the summer and you sort of have to have those plans in place so really both those horses would be eligible wouldn't they like boom boom basil he's had what nine starts he'd be eligible wouldn't he he's had the four wins yeah, or is he over eligibility no 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 he's right he's that's where he's gonna be i'll be setting him for that him and, yep. and gallant star they'll be my country championship horses yeah. um yeah but um but that's that's about all I've got in the pipeline for the for the country championships next year yeah. so far. Uh, Silver Scissors, you know, she's she's back in work. She's going good. If she improves a bit, she could get there. But I'm, I I just think if I think if if Gallant Star spelled and come back a little bit better, I think I, I think he'd take a bit of running down in it. Yeah, I think he would too, mate. And obviously the fourteen hundred, no concern at all. No, and Clayton got off him the other day. He said that the further you put him over out in the in the country, he said the further he's going to win by. So, yeah. Gee, that's exciting, uh, mate. He's, he's, bred, he's bred to go seven seven furlongs, you know, so um, mm. I think he'd be better for it. Brett, um, I see you've got a, yeah, a few nominations. What uh, We're at, obviously at uh, Warren today. Um, now, this obviously is listened to on the podcast and people will tune in. So, But for those that are listening live now on Sky Sports Radio, can they back something today, one of yours at Warren, to keep an eye on? Um, I think Ruby Air. She's having her first start to the stable. Um, she she goes good, I think. There's definitely a maiden in her. Um, 
yeah, I think she's revved up really good enough to, to win today, I reckon. Fantastic. Righto. Well, there you go. If you are listening on the podcast and it does win, apologies to you. There's nothing worse than missing a winner. For those who are listening live, there you go, Ruby Air. Mate, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. I love the story. I love the fact that, uh, obviously, you've grown up in and around the horses with your family. I love that you can share that experience you had out there in central Queensland as a youngster and obviously coming back and working for the railways. And also love that, what you mentioned before about Maddie and the fact that, you know, you were down, you were going to give it away, but you're a team, you're stuck together and have a look. You've gone the dubbo and, mate, it's only going to continue to go, get better and better. Um, mate, you haven't seen anything yet. Strap yourself in. Hopefully, Dave, hopefully. Look forward to having a beer with you soon too, mate. Uh, great chat this morning on Monday's Expert. Thanks for coming on, Brett Rob. No worries. Thanks very much.